and welcome to Franchise Surprise. And don't you dare cross the picket line, you fucking scab. You talking to me? I'm talking to the listener who's walking about right now, about <laughs> to cross the picket line for all we know. And they, you know, to kill time, they're listening to Franchise Surprise on their way to the studio <laughs> to have a have a meeting with an executive. And then they hear this and they think fucking better of it. Oh man. <laughs> I love that. I'm Nick Lathan. I'm Rip Camelucci. I'm Peyton Lynch. And what what about this uh strike going on? What about that? Did you become a teamster? Yep. Teamster <laughs> like doing a letterman bit. Like, so uh you heard about this uh strike? <laughs> Have you uh, read about this uh, strike on the on the tweeter on the Letterman would never. This is all Leno. <laughs> it's something. There's a strike. There's a strike. It's, you heard about this? It's, it can't be. It's something. Heard about this strike that's going on? Well, apparently, back in the day during the writer's strike, Leno was uh, kind of a piece of shit. Um, I don't doubt oh, it. Oh, for the uh, uh, the uh, 2007 stand up strike. Wait, tell me in the 70s. Yeah, wasn't he like like kind of shitty about like fucking siding with management or some shit like that? Has he always just been like this? Because apparently I think he did he's... the same thing for back in two thousand seven for the that WGA strike. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he just uh, uh uh doesn't give a fuck about labor. Well, he does. He's he has not touched his Tonight Show money, so he <laughs> has no. He just he just built it all himself. I don't know where I was getting at with that, but well, I just well, like well, to say. Why hasn't everyone else not touched the Tonight Show money, huh? Yeah, it's something. Anyway. <laughs> how about oh, how about this, huh? <laughs> Can we just host a talk show? Uh, that's I what this is. Good. Okay, that's yeah. what this uh, is right now. I think <laughs> this is um, technically an after show for movies, but uh, we're not doing movies anymore because there's strikes happening, and I feel dang. weird about um, you so know, for promoting anyone, this shit. For anyone that doesn't listen, or that does listen, but also does not consume any other just like hollywood content uh does anyone want to give like a, a brief sort of rundown as to to who is striking what and for what purposes yeah i read all that shit today so um i've, I've been reading it off and on but i actually sat down and read like the uh sag aftra and wga both going like hey this is what we want and then, the, and then the studios counter with no here. Yeah, while Bob Iger's on a yacht lighting cigars with million dollar bills. Yeah. So basically, like uh, the writer portion of it is that they need more residuals, mm-hmm. and it's mostly because for streaming, mm-hmm. and because Netflix does not. It's just like the, I think the only thing they they show that's like by shows popularity is just that top ten they have. Like here's top ten right. for this week. Unless so, they specifically announce like, yeah. viewing numbers, and even then, the it's a opaque process, and there's no validating it really. Yeah. So they're trying to get money for trying to get actually get that actual data to see what shows are doing better than others. Yes. And then trying to get more residuals from that stuff. I saw a fucking TikTok today. That's right, baby. I'm back on TikTok. Oh boy. <laughs> of an actor Look from out. Orange is the New Black. It was like it was like two full ass columns 
of episodes, like royalties, uh, mm-hmm. like on a spreadsheet like that was mailed to them. And uh, it was like two cents each in their whole. So it was like two to one cents each per episode. It totaled to twenty seven dollars. I got to tell you, it makes me feel better about the royalties that I get for like the 12 audiobooks that I recorded shortly after I moved to Chicago and didn't have a job because I'll tell you what, they're not that far off. Really? <laughs> yeah. What books did you record? Uh, should we stuff? We should I don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were either weird or boring or both. Oh man, those are the yeah. books I love the most. Not these. I love a boring. Yeah, those book. are the books I love the most. I've always been interested in trying that out because I think in one of the Stephen King books, the main character records audiobooks. That's like her job. It was cool, and I did like treat it very much like as such like i was waking mm-hmm. up at 8 30 i was uh, making a pot of coffee i was and i and, and where i lived was literally right next to the the red line so there was not a good time to even like schedule around so i was just every eight to 16 minutes just like waiting for the train to pass mm-hmm. and then i could start recording again and because i was a one-man band uh, i was editing myself as well oh uh, so you did it from home yeah, oh, I did it all from home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it um, all, baby. <laughs> uh, and yeah, like, because you also, like, you got to re- record yourself for auditions and stuff like that. And from there, you kind of make a, a audio reel. And and then at a certain point, like, authors can, like, seek you out uh, and, and, you know, give you an offer. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, also, until you can really, like, get off the ground, they're all going to be, like, royalty-based uh where i was like i was just sort of started getting to the point where i was gonna like have a quote especially because i had done the first of a series of um drug addiction superhero books um called users uh and i was like all right well this would be a good opportunity to like be like hey i you were really happy with the work um let's lock this up for the rest of the series. Here's my quote. And then he like kind of fucking fell off the face of the earth. Uh, I do believe his email address uh, had juggalo somewhere in there. Nice. (laughs) I was uh, on a shoot last week and um, don't worry. I make commercials. I don't don't, don't work in the, in the, in the, in the film industry. I'm not, I'm not crossing picket lines anyway. Um, there was a Ford Mustang that like cut us off. No Mustang, it was a uh, fuck. I know the Grand Theft Auto equivalent. It's a Buffalo. That's what it is in GTA. But what is it in real life? A Dodge Charger. Anyway, it cut us off. It was purple. And guess what? The license plate number was Juggalo. And I said, follow that car. <laughs> <laughs> They're taking us to the gathering. Oh man, yeah, that's uh very fascinating. Uh, audio, yeah, audio book stuff. It's it's weird. If you've... You want to talk any more about it later? I'm I'm more than happy. To. I, <laughs> there was like, I was uh, for a second uh, during pandemic. I was just like, man, maybe I get back into this or whatever. But it's like, it, unless you have someone to edit them for you, and you have a full time job, it's like, no, no, yeah. you're not. So you went into uh, card and toy collecting. Yep. That's um, that's how you do it, baby. So that's what the writers are striking for. Also AI, because they don't <laughs> want chat GBT 
also go, AI. Don't come I would, in here and you know write scripts. I, I haven't read any. I haven't read anything like you have, Nick, and I haven't done a TikTok deep dive uh, either. Um, but I imagine that for SAG-AFTRA, that is a sticking point of conversation as well. AI. It's even crazier with SAG-AFTRA. So the studios want to like scan background actors, take their likeness, and then put them in whatever fucking movie they want to put them in. Jeez, that's this is. I think my least favorite thing about this particular labor, these particular labor disputes are not just like it's not it's it's so beyond the pale of your normal like management versus labor and the divisions amongst that thinking, but the beyond the pale ways in which they're the the the, the creativity in which they want to use fucking AI to destroy creativity is is bone chilling. And Here's it a- doesn't oh I hate it. and 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 it, I think what the the point that I did want to kind of get to when I when I asked you to kind of recap these things is like aren't you is anyone else afraid that that studios can seize this as an opportunity to perhaps use AI as a as a digital scab and and start fucking around with it, seeing if it's even viable. Well, here's the thing: it's still in its infancy. Because I I've, yeah, I've, I've understood I've, in my work, we fucked around with uh, AI, like generating images, and guess what? Until it learns how to fucking eat spaghetti and have 10 fingers. <laughs> it's like, it's fucking useless, man. Uh, you hear that? All yeah, I mean, 10 fingered Italians, you're safe for now. <laughs> yeah. Even with like the AI that they use, like in Indiana Jones, like for instance, they yeah. still had to have an actor. Mm-hmm. You portray, I think like with the scanning the face for background actors, like it's a lot easier to use them for background than it is like to use as a main player or something like that. Yeah. But it's also like, it's going to give us if, if they wanted to go in that direction, I don't, I don't think it would be viable because I think it would give us really lifeless performances, obviously that audiences just aren't going to react to. Yeah. And it's, well, Nick hold a- held up a finger, but he's still chewing. Oh uh, well, I was I thought you were I thought you were still going. That was oh uh, no, you're good. I was waiting for you to wrap up. <laughs> well, here's 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 the other thing the studios want to do with that. So say like um say you know Indiana Jones, you're Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. We want to we want to make Harrison Ford movies for the next hundred years, right? So what they're what they have is like a catalog of Harrison Ford movies, and they're just going to feed all these movies, everything he's been in, into a machine, and then spit out a new Har- Harrison Ford performance. Yeah, and they want AI. So they want to. You know, what was that fucking Al Pacino movie? Simone. They want to fucking Sim- pull a Simone. Sim one, I believe. Yeah, simulation yeah. one, Simone, and they want to like make a fake, you know, actor or whatever, and they can yeah. like. Your new favorite actor is some, it's, it's, you know, ones and zeros, baby. But, um, anyway, so that's, that's another part of what they want to do. That's just the AI section. The other, the royalty part is, um, like I said about the paycheck, orange is new black and all that stuff. And then like actors are still getting like pre pandemic residuals and pay. 
mm-hmm. and they want to bump it up to like current because of inflation. And then the studio comes back and was like, uh, we're going to give you half that. So it's still like way under what it needs to be. I mean, yeah. also just get, get get fucking paid in general. Like any chance you get to get more money and you have leverage, get more money. Cause like, especially in these, this, this industry, that industry, like you, you don't really have full-time employment. That's not exactly like a real thing. Uh, as there are seasons to shows and there's other like weird exclusivity and stuff like that. And like, you may have like one credit to your name a year, but that doesn't equal having steady employment for a year. Yeah. It's fucking bananas, man. And then these dudes are making like fucking, you know, Bob Iger had that whole thing where he's like, it's, you know, whatever. And he was on like a, a, a fucking billionaire boys retreat saying this shit. Which is like n- most working people. Yeah, don't saying that they're that. being unreasonable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I looked at the numbers uh, for the writers today, and they're only asking for $429 million. And that's across the board. Like, that's, that's a drop total. in the bucket. That's the total. And so, like, that is that they want a section of that from Disney, Paramount, Warner. Uh, fucking universal um apple like revenue like, sharing it, it, it that's yeah. a, a, uh, honestly a very common practice for a lot of sports leagues mm-hmm. is that the uh the, the 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 teams all will share in revenue for their own you know uh, 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 uh budgets and then also like yeah the players uh will get uh pieces of like tv deals and stuff like that and there's yeah there's like equity that goes around which, like, God forbid anyone actually fucking has equity in the company that they're helping fucking grow and every all that other bullshit. It's crazy. Speaking of equity, another part is that they want, um, for the actors, they wanted, like, uh, like, people of color want people who actually know how to work on hair and, like, makeup and all that oh, stuff. Oh, right. Which is... And- right. Such an under-discussed topic because yeah. no one really t- fucking knows below the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the studio's counteroffer was, uh, "We'll do it for the principal people, but uh, but background people and minor people, you're on your own." Anyway, that's that's the cinema. That's the whole thing with them. It's like, yeah, we'll take care of like all these principal people. Everybody else, you're on your own. That's a direct quote. I heard an audio recording of them saying it like that. Yaron, Yaron. Yaron, Yaron. And then yeah. they, they went into like an evil laugh. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. <laughs> you know, that's, see, like that's, that. that's why I, I do these type of... I'm just munching away on popcorn and I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> that's why I go into these stupid scenarios because i know peyton will pick up and do the best voice ever and the best laugh ever (laughs) what was i gonna say anyway but yeah that's there's more shit to it like you know stuff for like background people of course with the ai and like there's even a thing where they're like because a lot of the times they'll ask background people hey bring your own clothes Mm -hmm. and all they're asking is and one of the one of the things the sag was asking was like can they get can can the studio pay for dry cleaning? And the studio's like, no, we're not gonna do that. It's like not even 
not even to re- reimburse me for the clothes being bought and used. Yeah. Just they got dirty on your time. Yeah. And I get them cleaned on your dime. That's see now, now give me, give me in the room. That's what I'm saying. Give me in the room. <laughs> yeah. I'll fucking, I'll, I'll Costco brand Johnny Cochran this shit up. I don't care. I'll come in there with the with the with fucking Adobe Firefly and be like, "This is this is Rip in real life. This is Rip through an AI. Look at this. Look at Rip." And you're just over there eating spaghetti with your ten fingers. And I'm like, "Now look at this image of Rip. Eight fingers. Two of them are the same length. Two of them, I'm pretty sure, are bird claws. Two are also the pasta. <laughs> Two are mixed in with the pasta. You telling me you try to replace this man with this image? Can't do it." can't do it <laughs> um i was for I, I started for a second to go down the uh thought process of just like you know oh boy you know the the studio heads of old would never but like no yeah, they, they would. fucking wouldn't the, the the drop of uh you know a fucking sandbag onto a mouthy uh, uh the lead actor yeah, uh, I'm playing murder. Um, yeah, no, they if they fucking ever knew that was a possibility, Louis B. Mayer would just be like, Yeah, get get fatty Arbuckle's ass out of my foyer, <laughs> please. God damn it, fatty Arbuckle. That was a good pull. That was a good pull. Real good pull. Speaking <laughs> of old timey stuff, another st- another thing that the the SAG wanted was like extra money if they had to wear corsets, and then Stu was like, I don't know. Of course not. <laughs> well, then you have to wear the corset. Yeah. You want to tighten, tighten the purse strings? Actually, actually, they probably all are wearing corsets, so they look thinner. Yeah, they're wearing uh, girdles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I was thinking of all these like the movie villain types. They just like go home and un- unlace her thing, and like yeah, they look yeah. all muscular, and all of a sudden the corset's <laughs> off, and they just look didn't, like slobs. Didn't the I villain also, from Mad Max Fury Road have one of those too? Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I also talking uh, about a piece of shit. Read anyway. somewhere that um <laughs> that the uh the studios won't pay for uh villains mustache wax as well. <laughs> yeah. Because they want it all for themselves. <laughs> right. They're too busy using it. <laughs> <laughs> If you could just see the amount of acting that Rip just did, you would not think that an AI could do that. It was brilliant. It's brilliant. it's not brilliance. It's it's inspiration, is what it is. And you can't program inspiration. Exactly. That's the title of this episode. You can't program inspiration. I. You know what though? Here's another thing that I'm thinking about. Because you can't program inspiration. Can I get an inspiration? What if AI is the best thing to happen to improv comedy ever? It's the only form of entertainment that you can get from human beings. In the Terminator 2 fucking Judgment Day, the only form of entertainment for humans is fucking improv comedy. (laughs) Can I get a suggestion of anything at all? That is a true dystopia. (laughs) Anything at all. I'm asking for a suggestion. Suggestion. Not to get all max headroom on everybody. 
Um, yeah, I was listening to, um, you know, we talked about this and it was like AI was brought up on like Pat Oswalt's appearance on Conan O'Brien. He's a friend. And he made a point that we've, of course, talked about on this show before where it's like, does happy accidents, you know, that lead to like, you know, especially with these indie movies um, leading up, you know, like, it's like, oh, that shit was like, that was an accident that happened that showed up in the movie. If you get like mm-hmm. a fucking AI to that shit, all these weird accidents aren't going to be in these movies that make these right. movies better. Right. And like in my work, I've like become more and more obsessed with making stuff not look perfect and make it look more handmade. For example, I this is a prime example. I watched uh, Star Wars for the first time in 4K a couple months ago. And you can fucking, I don't know if I talked about this on the pod, but um, you can see like the fucking brush strokes on Darth Vader's mask. And like R2-D2, you can see the brush strokes, like the little, like the paint is a little bit too thick. And it's got like, you know, those little paint swatches, yep. like that little, bubbles little and all that globules. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I just love seeing imperfection and shit. And I, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we talked about it on this podcast alone between Ghostbusters and 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 even for, uh, just recently with indie and fucking aliens and all these big visual effects hit massive hits and like it's all in the screen it's all through the lens mm-hmm. it's like yeah like you know an ai would not put rain on a spaceship no, it makes, right. makes no sense to an AI. It, it, right. You know what? <laughs> Scott's like, it, yeah, it, we'll have water dripping in this space. Yeah, I don't care reason. if it makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and AI's like, mm, does not compute. Yeah, it's just it's going to be like that's anything that's created by AI is going to be soulless, or it's going to be recycled yeah. from stuff that humans created already. So it's going to have already been done. Yeah. We, which was already, which is what we already do. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a great. I don't know if they've Just done more Star Wars. Bleep. <laughs> uh, Muadib. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, I'm, you're going to recommend an article or something? Oh yeah, there's great. there's a YouTube. I don't know if it's YouTube or Vimeo. Some it was a series that like it was like years and years ago, but it's called Everything's a Remix. And like mm. the and it just explains how like oh yeah, this movie that you love. Guess what? That was remixed from these two movies, and you know. That's all it is, man. Um, if anybody, but is, instead of it being inspired by those things, it's going to be a copy of it, or it's yeah. going to be, yeah, yeah, it's going to be, yeah, an amalgam. Uh, yeah. If anybody is searching for uh, uh, entertainment that is currently running, uh, because this industry is famously not unionized, um, wrestling is still happening. Uh, <laughs> Uh, WWE is is in the uh, uh, midst of what I believe to be their uh, their Godfather one and two uh, with the Roman Reigns storyline. I, I I do not say that lightly. Wow. Um, it is legitimately some of the best storytelling that's been uh, told in a ring in in fucking forever. Um, of all time and then aew has also like done an excellent job of like scaling as a product and all the the, the very very different stories being told there but also very very worthwhile stories as well um 
But that is well, also another medium that steals, <laughs> that really yeah. pulls a lot of inspiration from I think it a billion other things. Yeah, I think it should be said also that the unions have specified that they don't want people to not go see the movies or not stream stuff. They want yeah. they want people to keep doing that because if people all of a sudden stop watching the media and stuff that the actors are a part of and the writers are a part of, then the the studio is going to have more of a thing to be like, oh, see, audiences are fickle. They don't really care about it, so we're not going to invest in it. Um, and so I think it's important to like to check and make sure you know what the unions exactly are asking you to do and not just coming up with something to do that you think is going to be helpful. Yeah. Is this your subtle hint that you, you you want this podcast to continue? No, because I don't. I don't. I mean, I think I I am. You know, it's like I got a pot about, about movies. Got to. <laughs> um. No, because I don't. I don't think. I think that especially with us. I mean, it depend. Like, I I do agree that we shouldn't do. You know, something that just came out this year is still making money or whatever but like maybe i don't know with queer movie night i still need to figure out what we're gonna do if we're just gonna cover like older stuff that's not really part of the game or if we're also gonna take a hiatus or whatever but um i think promotion is different than like than like attending and and still viewing the media i guess yeah because technically i mean we're classified as what an after show but we also are critics Right of it, I guess. So, but I don't. I just, I just feel bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially promoting something, something as a as a, a money hungry as like Fast X or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I as, <laughs> was, this, was this my idea because I didn't want to talk about Fast X. No. <laughs> as a, <laughs> look, I'm gonna get my shit in one day. I'm not worried about it. This shit's gonna uh, be on the whatever, whatever it's 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 Blu-ray, 4K Blu-ray. It's gonna be whatever the next uh yeah. physical medium is. That's what we're gonna talk about, Fast X. Uh but as as to, to go back to wrestling, as someone who uh can feel quite queasy about where their money is going to, because there are no good places for that money to really go to. All you can do is really do your best. Yeah. Um there. Uh, I remember hearing quite some time ago uh, that helped me sleep at night is there is no ethical consumption in a consumer or a capitalist society. Uh, Literally the mouse pad you bought, like someone probably fucking died for, Um, you know, as an extreme example, Um, this dark tower mouse pad I have that has VHS that I got from katet19.net. Oh, shit! you haven't heard about that one? Oh no! <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> that's like the blood diamond of, of mouse, mouse pads. Mice pads? <laughs> Why are they mice pads or mouse pads? Mice pads? Mouse mice pads? I guess it depends on how many you have. It's like surgeon. Was it surgeons general? That is surgeons general. If you're t- if you're speaking of them in the plural, my uh, letterbox mouse's lit. pad. Mice mice pads. Mises, as they mm. say in. In Muppets Christmas Carol. What was what is that website? Yeah, it's Katet nineteen net. Anyway, um, yeah. What well, and, and back to to towards Peyton's point, like the, the work was point. put in. That's my favorite um, uh, soap opera, Peyton's point. <laughs> Peyton's <Sorry>. place, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Moody, Moody's point on the Amanda yeah. show. 
or was that Melrose? Was it place. Moody's Point? I think it was Moody's Point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking uh, of, I was I couldn't remember if Moody's Point was the was the spoof or or if Caitlin's place was the spoof. Anyway, what were you saying? <laughs> sorry, sorry, go ahead. Well, sorry, I mean, still go like see that the um, you know I'm still doing the the Oppenheimer doubleheader with Barbie. Um, you know, still gonna you know catch up on shows and everything. Like, still engage with the 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 product because the work has been done, and what will eventually happen uh, as what disruptions of labor are designed to do is and is what sort of happened with covid is these studios that the wells will run dry if if in the most extreme example right the wells will run dry production dates will start to be missed if they're i mean they're already being missed but they'll start to pile up that's the disruption and yes we may not have things to entertain us and to talk about around the water coolers uh for some time but that's but the also- point yeah, but also I was thinking like it when production does stop and they start focusing on reality or whatever they end up doing like while the actors are on strike. I think that's a great opportunity. I was thinking just for myself selfishly I was like this is a great opportunity for my, for me to watch all those shows that I haven't been watching. Like for me to watch all the like the little the little shows that could that haven't been as successful as as they want to be but i know would be my shit i just haven't had the time yeah. to watch it because if i've ha- been watching succession and i've been watching yeah. the, the white lotus or whatever like the, stop lotus. the world and let me get on <laughs> um uh, no like a thousand percent that would actually be because man whenever i'm like meeting younger people at work uh, and like, you know, we're all generally talking about, you know, movies and stuff that we have that we have and haven't seen. And inevitably, it's always like, yeah, are you and then everyone you haven't seen back to the future right. or whatever. It's like <laughs> the younger a motherfucker is, the more movies have already come out when they're born. They're, right, they're, they're right. born, you know, already in the in the red on movies <laughs> they need to watch. <laughs> guess what? You're never going to catch up. Because they just keep making more, and they just keep making more than they were the year before. So damn it, Peyton, that would be nice. Like again, let's get everybody paid in livelihood. And and I endorse this message for Peyton's point. Man, that was the that was that that was that was this generation's "I'm mad as hell" speech. Yeah, I was just thinking that. I was like, "I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore." My only context for that clip is being played at the fourth quarter of Miami Dolphins games. (laughs) Oh, the movie's so good; you should watch it. I know. I know. Not to give more money to Zaslav, but it's on Max. Anyway. <laughs> uh, we're not promoting that movie, even though it is a uh, one of the greatest films ever made. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? That was a critique. So technically, still critic podcast. Not promoting that movie. We're just critiquing it. <laughs> you, you, well, you, that means we could also use the clip. Put the clip in there as well. We can use it legally. <laughs> fuck it. Anyway, uh, what was I going to say? I just have it pulled up. I actually almost pull it, uh, pulled up Ron Perlman's uh, video. He oh did. yes. God, oh, is this damn. like a new thing? He's, he's uh, like he, a he's, day or two ago. He's Ron like, Perlman's a fucking G. That's all I'm going to say. I love say. him. He's like, you want to keep this? Up. You want to keep this strike going until? 
we're ahead of our apartments, you motherfuckers. And he's just like, <laughs> he says motherfucker like 18 times. <laughs> but go, going back to what Peyton was saying about like he's, watching these. Sh- Nick, he's literally like Bob Iger. We know where you live. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> and all you see is his face. Because he's got like he's probably wearing like a monster bodysuit. Like well, and his head is also the shape of your screen. He's dressed as Hellboy. I didn't say say this is Hellboy. Is it what? Yeah, Guillermo del Toro directed this TikTok. Yeah, Uh, but yeah, going back to what you're saying about watching shows, you know, you weren't able to. that's if they haven't fucking pulled them off the streaming yeah. services yeah. for yeah, fucking yeah, saving for sure. money. Like Fourth of July, I was like talking about, oh, I need to go back and I need to catch up on Willow, and then I was informed Willow is no longer on Disney Plus, and I'm like, what the fuck? I, I, I was enjoying told you that, that show. like on the podcast. <laughs> and you're no, like, you talk. We were hanging out. We were on the beach. It was on July Fourth. Yeah. Beach okay. conversation. I almost got up and ran into the fucking Lake Michigan. I was so mad. <laughs> you, I was wondering why you put all those rocks in your pockets earlier. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's a. Oh play, my gosh! I opened. A, I a opened Twitter, and that was like the first thing that came up was Rom that Roman. video prom <laughs> Yeah. If I had well, my that's dongle, the devices are fucking. Hey, thank you for li- listening to this podcast live via uh, <laughs> malware. <laughs> Oh, we're just we're just honestly Cody just live via mouth. Yeah, we have a we have an uh, we have an FBI or whoever is it listen listen Big to FBI listen, following. They love to listen to us ahead of time. They're like, we listen to that a week ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, before anybody accounts, else even like, gets it. This week's franchise surprise. Ooh, chef's kiss, chef's kiss. Uh, no we, fact. You know, we like to we at the FBI like to uh, you know record whatever parts you probably aren't going to put in because we need to leak that stuff. Because guess what, everybody, we at the FBI control who gets canceled. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? It ain't us. We're not getting canceled because we the FBI. It's just a dude doing the exact same thing I'm doing, just moving around, drinking a Mexican Coke. Ugh. Uh, thanks for stretching on that character, Nick. The FBI. Um, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Nothing matters. Uh, I yeah. so that you brought up the uh taking things uh off of streaming services, which which um, is another way from keeping writers from getting their fucking money. It it is. It is. It is. And and it, and for it me watching Brendan does... Fraser as. Firefly and the Batgirl movie. Anyway, it, it does uh, bring up like interesting, like if it's done just for like a fucking tax write off, that's bullshit. And that should like there should be regulations against shit like that because it's it, they're fucking bullshit loopholes that shouldn't exist to begin with. Um, politics are important on every single level. Uh, but um, in terms of like, uh, creating scarcity with the intention of bringing something back i feel like is oh, disney is like the right exactly the basically <laughs> invented that and but is that what they're we, doing because that's not how they're advertising it, it we put willow in the disney vault so no i like i said because I, I remember large, somebody tweeting that i remember somebody being like if they just told us it was going into the vault everyone would be fine 
and, and so like straight up and and, and yeah. for a lot of the the more high profile ones that we hear about i feel like that's not necessarily the case but a lot of times like you know the uh, uh, property's rights on one streaming platform will run out and there'll be like this weird limbo uh, uh nick's mentioned before how sony doesn't have its own streaming service so they're kind of like a free agent in this whole thing and technically then probably have a leg up in the long run mm-hmm. um the prettiest streaming girl at the dance um <laughs> Tom Rothman's but, like, guess what? We're staying out of that, man. And Tom <laughs> Rothman's smart for that. <laughs> um, uh, but but in ter- but to do it, if it were to be start being done like strategically, because doing things like that can also tell you where a real like groundswell and fandom could be as well. Although you could again, just on the other side of that coin argue this is how so many fandoms and groundswells started because like canceled shows hit netflix and found their new audience and stuff like that i don't know what the right answer is i'm glad i'm not the king of hollywood and have to figure that shit out uh but you know I, i i there's there's just it's that part that whole little piece of the puzzle i feel like is is from a programming perspective is interesting for me to watch that space yeah the scarcity definitely does help out a lot in some cases i'm just thinking it's, about it's like, a double-edged sword it's weird i'm just thinking about twin peaks or just any of your shows that fucking came back from the dead in the past yeah five years i feel like the the tough part of it is like there's no like a lot of these shows don't have any physical media that comes with them like mm-hmm. a lot of them don't they didn't release a dvd set or like a blu-ray set or something so like even if you wanted to find it like you can't mm-hmm. anywhere I'm like gonna... when even when disney had the vault they still like released it from time to time mm-hmm. so it was like i don't know you could find a copy on ebay or something like you could if you really wanted to find that content but now like there's nothing you can't find it at all unless you happen to i don't know illegally screen record it or something i mean you could also still got a pcr if you were to use (laughs) that as a strategy to kind of physical media back up as another viable revenue revenue stream that that is also interesting but yeah also like having gotten into the the cards specifically because like back in the day you just make cards and here's all the fucking players with their faces on it and you put them in your bicycle spokes and it's just like here's the set this is the set and and nowadays these companies have like just gone through such fucking lengths to just create their own scarcity i'm like well yes here's the the card of this player but did you get the and i shit you not literally sometimes it's like 60 other color variations of that card if you're such a big fan they do the same thing with comics and stuff Mm -hmm. so there wouldn't be an awful strategy to bring back uh uh, physical media and you can like put out like limited runs of stuff uh and then also the fact that that like special features were never fully embraced in streaming and by streamers was also like fucking weird to me because it's it seems perfectly suited for like director's commentaries and behind the scenes stuff like i'm already there like be my youtube and keep me here yeah like you've already done also i i remember when i first sort of opposite to peyton's point uh peyton's point um 
was I remember when I we first started seeing like, about... well, uh, <laughs> when I first started seeing like Netflix original series on DVDs, like in in like Target and stuff. Oh yeah, like, Stranger Things was on weird. like there was like a VHS case for that. Yeah, yeah. I was like walking down the aisle, it's like a jump scare. Like yeah, House of Cards. In my yeah, head? some of their really big. I mean, some of their really popular ones they've released physically, yeah. but not like any of the ones that have failed or anything. And like those ones still Glow. have like their diehard fans. Glow. Yeah. Yeah. Watch I Glow. Would... Can we just hear <laughs> this? Is us as Marin yeah. talking about Glow? <laughs> I would. I get me in these rooms. I would. I would cut a pretty awful deal. To get a physical, these, to get to get glow and high fidelity back, because mm. like talk about two shows that were had their fucking legs cut out from under them that were mm-hmm. that were excellent. They're at least they need to at least make like a glow movie. Yeah, just, just to wrap it up. Yeah. I just need to fucking wrap that shit up. Yeah, I will say though they did my man Toby Huss dirty. Anytime Toby Husk gets wronged in a movie, I'm like, and don't he could be he could do the slimiest shit in existence. I'm like, <laughs> they did my man dirty. Why they do that to him? Why they do that to Toby Huss? Anyway, <laughs> um, I forget what I was gonna say. But yeah, the special features thing is weird to me because like obsessed with it back in college, and then kind of cooled on it, and I was like, nah, I don't need a a commentary and now i'm like you got me back in baby i need as I much special features as it, possible yeah. well and especially also I, I feel like i've really gotten back into commentaries more than i have from this podcast specifically if i have the movie and i've watched it a billion times yeah i want to i want to you know I, 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 well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bullshit anyone here i'm always pretty stoned when i'm doing these shows but if i can no. bring it from time to time i like to bring it <laughs> really you're high as Me? he reaches over and pulls out a a smoking implement anyway <laughs> i'm high on mexican coke man anyway i'm like trying to cut back on sugar so this is like my one indulgence that i do nice in regard to sugar i'm using Good that luck. real sugar baby mm-hmm. shit's in everything Oh, I know. <laughs> Trust me, I know it's in everything. I um. Anyway, I started e- eating carrots and hummus because guess what? Those two things don't have sugar in it, and they're both very fucking delicious. It's great. That's <laughs> a good crunchy. combo, everybody. Cr- a smooth and crunchy snack. Mm, smooth and crunchy. <laughs> that's, a, that's a new name of this pod, baby. Smooth and crunchy. <laughs> Coming this fall to Arcade Audio. Smooth, smooth and, and crunchy. crunchy snack. <laughs> who's smooth? Who's crunchy? Who's snack? I know Peyton's snack. I know. Oh, that's really kind of why I asked that question. <laughs> Kind of teed, I didn't want to designate to myself snack, but you know, <laughs> I felt right. <laughs> I guess I could be smooth. Hi, everybody. My name's Smooth. Yeah, I'll be crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be crunchy. <laughs> this hey, is just mother. a why not? <laughs> this is just a, like a, 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 a millennial morning radio zoo show. Yeah, this, this episode is actually a backdoor pilot for smooth and crunchy snack. <laughs> oh um, my goodness oh man i really don't yeah I, you know there's some other weird shit that i 
fucking read about and the the writer the the writer's one is like you're just reading it you're like yeah all this stuff makes sense yeah and then the actor one you're just like like this is some weird shit and the studio doesn't want to do it yeah like i knew i knew that the writers had it bad i didn't i don't think i realized how badly like actors had it yeah the what's also just like again is i don't want to keep going back to all this stuff but but it kind of extends beyond it because what makes this strike so unique is how far out into the future you sort of have to think about things now like i what year was the 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 term likeness rights probably brought up even you know yeah um so like well i mean and with all the stuff that's on the forefront you just gotta think like well what the fuck is it even after that even you know yeah yeah i know because i was thinking about this the other day when when i was reading something about it but like when we were talking about alien 3 michael bean had like sued them for like trying to use his likeness that's right in, in yeah. that movie so like I, this discussion has been going on and they've they still i feel like ai is like opening another door for them to be like huh maybe we can mm-hmm. use their likeness this way um you gotta stamp that shit out yeah and yeah this is this is the time to do it yeah i think no matter what like corporate people are greedy and evil and they're gonna they're gonna try to find the loophole that makes them the most money and exploits the most people yeah well that's and and so we have to stay vigilant and sort of that's how they get their bonuses because they always talk about like they get these bonuses or whatever that's also literally those bonuses yeah 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 exactly uh like that was just like the creative industry yeah 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 like because there's also the ups strike that Mm -hmm. is happening like looming Mm -hmm. um yeah, and and it's just always the yeah, Peyton couldn't be more right by saying we need to stay vigilant because also just remember anytime you see or hear a story like shitting on uh, writers, actors, the UPS drivers, whoever, like that is more than likely coming from a controlling interest, mm-hmm. um, right? Right? Yeah. It's uh, and and also all this talk of unions. Um, let, let let's just also be clear. Uh, uh, a police union is not a union. It is a, a, a organized <laughs> criminal criminal organization. <laughs> the official motto on franchise surprises: A C A B. And there uh, you go. In the Indiana Jones font. Yes. <laughs> uh, specifically, Temple of Doom. Um, trying to think what else. Yeah, there's like a lot of weird shit on this. So, looking at um the sag stuff a lot of this shit i mean obviously it makes sense to that they're they're wanting all this stuff like there's one that's like a relocation allowance in which like say you live in new york and you're doing a show that was in la the studio is just like oh, oh well, i guess yeah. you live in la now i heard about this yeah and then they, the actor's like no the fuck you. i don't yeah. i live in new york like <laughs> pay me to come over there and fucking exactly. work for you and the studio's like no nah, we're not gonna do that <laughs> we won't do that we ain't doing that yet. <laughs> yeah there's a big part of this is about background actors um 
yeah, spend their own time styling their hair and stuff like that. Um, be compensated for, you know, an hour and a half of work. And they're like, you could have $35. That's what the studio <laughs> said. Um, let's see what else. Oh, yeah. So actors have to, you know, sometimes uh, or background actors sometimes have to do lines with actors in scenes while the other actors like, I don't know, doing others. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the schedule, whatever. They're doing something somewhere else. And then SAG, you know, SAG after is like, well, that person should get paid for the performance and being a background actor. And then the studios are like, nope, they get $150. It's like, what? No. There's like, there's like, Kim, what if we throw this dollar at you? How do you feel about it now? Yeah. Like, just... no. <laughs> no. I'm doing more work. So you should yeah. pay me more money. <laughs> yeah. Um, per diem. Like, they want more per diem. Like, actors want more per diem because they're still paying per diem prices from like 2001. <laughs> like, you know, how about some 2000, you know, some modern day per diem prices, bud? I'm trying to think what else. I skipped over the dancers part because I, I'll never sing or dance, but I support them <laughs> in what they want. You know what I mean? Uh, let's see. Let's, let's look, at, look at the WGA stuff. I, I'm surprised I have not pulled this stuff up. Uh, straight not oink. Is it on their website? Something that I just saw was I think she was the vice president of SAG. She was saying like, I guess something that was sitting with me was like, you'll see all these people on TV that are like in like Law and Order or Grey's Anatomy or something like you'll you'll be like, I don't know them. I don't know their name, but I recognize them. They're always working. They must be like really making money because they're always showing up on things. And she's like, those people like are are struggling to pay for health insurance like like all these recognizable like background actors and like bit players and things like a prime example is biff whiff we all know him as detective crashmore he's mm -hmm. uh hey sure brother he's on i think you should leave he had to do like he has cancer so he had to do like a campaign like a like a gofundme to Go get cancer me. treatment and and he's you know he's yeah, you see him in everything like, yeah yeah. Yeah, it's not like Biff Whiff hasn't been working his ass off in like the last yeah. fucking four years. <laughs> yeah. Um anyway, yeah. I mean, it's just basic human rights. That's what the is what people want. You yep. know what I mean? <laughs> it's fucking crazy that they just want to be humans. <laughs> just let me be a human. The the writer strike. Um, agreement stuff. I'm trying to find that stuff. Sorry. Um, counters. Is that a good counter offer? Is that a good Google search? Status as a May one found it. It's not even on the strike website. It's on something else. But yeah, they just want um, uh, like weekly pays one thing. That fucking that makes so much sense to me to want weekly pay for writing on a show because you don't know. Yeah. Anyway, does it have like a flat? Yeah, I remember when the W. Like yeah, I remember when the WGA stuff was coming out. They were saying like people would would not get paychecks for like months and months after mm -hmm. like the show the show premiered or something. Yeah. 
And then, like, because Netflix has this mini room, you know, it's usually for Netflix, but like these mini rooms in which, like, you got these people and they work on a show before it's even greenlit and then it's mm-hmm. greenlit and then they don't work on it. So, right. It used to be, this is the way it was explained in the YouTube video I watched. Used to be that, like, you know, say you're working on Rip, what's, what's, a, what's an hour long show that you like from the 2000s? The Wire. Let's say The Wire. No, not even The Wire. A network show. What's a network show? You're my TV guy. Come on. You watch more television than I do. Oh, Lost. Okay, Lost. Let's say, like, uh, you know, as Lost goes on, they're sitting there writing the show as it fucking comes out. Whereas these, what they're doing now is writing everything before the show even starts filming. So if you work on Lost... You get to write an episode, you get to go see your episode get filmed, and then you sit in on the editing process for the episode, and then you learn shit, so eventually, you know, like Damon Lindelof, you know, probably didn't start off as a showrunner. Did he start off on showrunner on Lost? Let's, let's look up who created Lost. Uh, uh, I believe JJ was the creator, but I think Lindelof ran I know, it. Yeah, he was the showrunner. But um, let's. Um, oh, yeah, here, here's like an example. Mentoring opportunities and like career development, basically. Yeah. So here's an example. Um, Jesus Christ, Breaking Bad. What's his name? Vince Gilligan. Vince Gilligan was a writer on X Files. All right, and as X Files went on, he learned more and more about how X Files got made, how television got made, how you wrote stuff, and then eventually, by the end of X Files, he was like you know, big on that show. And then based off that experience, he was able to create his own TV show. And we got fucking breaking bad. We got better call Saul and all that shit. Yeah. And you're that's like not a, happening anymore. In really. in sports, they're like, uh, they're we're, we call them coaching trees yeah. where like you get one great coach and all of the assistant coaches go on to also be great coaches in the end or in, in whatever sport they're in. Like you used to have. Yeah. Like you had Mike judge, uh, Beavis and butthead King of the Hill with, uh, Greg Dan, Greg Garcia, Greg Daniels, Greg Daniels, Greg Daniels, uh, the, uh, developed the American office, mm-hmm. um, we, uh, who had also Mike Shore on yeah. there and Dan Gore, they went on to do parks and rec, um, Brooklyn nine, nine, Brooklyn nine, nine, uh, the good yeah, place, freaking, the good place yeah. on and on primo now. Uh, and now Shay Serrano is like under the Mike Shore coaching tree, Bill Lawrence, you know, like the people, uh, I think like Prentice Penny, who was the showrunner for insecure, like came up like in one of the later seasons of scrubs or something like that, like that there used to be fucking, um, Larry Wilmore is like the, the, uh, uh, Larry Wilmore is the, what, uh, the Norman Lear of his generation. When it comes to like television coaching trees, mm. uh, like like the amount of of creators that like have studied under him, basically, or he has just cultivated, uh, is uh, when it's all said and done, Larry Wilmore is like going to be fucking up there. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> sorry, but yeah, but hey, that yeah, that was. That was all great. Points. Also, I just hopped on uh, the cursed site, twitter.com and uh, <laughs> saw a deadline uh, article where the WGA and SAG are filing a federal complaint over construction outside of NBC Universal. 
Uh, the city controller is investigating trimmed ficus trees. Yeah, they, they uh, trim the trees to get rid of the shade because it's not not on top of everything else. We've also had record heat waves across the whole goddamn world. So, so it's NBC, all going to fucking burn down anyway. Yeah, NBC Universal trim their trees, which they claim they do around this time every year because of wind. Makes no fucking sense. Uh, and then another studio ripped up their fucking sidewalk. Yeah, this is these are the ways that companies will fuck with striking unions to get them to break. Yeah, ain't gonna happen, buddy. You know what? <laughs> if you're gonna try and watch, I don't even know if this is available to stream anywhere. Go and go and and and. Oh, the FBI's got it. They're streaming it. Go, go get, your yeah. Hook on. <laughs> get your Captain Hook on and watch the Norman Jewison film starring Sylvester Stallone. F I S T. <laughs> it's all about union organization and and then fighting the goddamn good fight. And while you're at it, watch the pl- Robert Altman's The Player, which is a great satire. We're not promoting these. These are these are critics. These are critiques. Um, but uh, The Player, like, I just keep thinking about The Player and how, like, there's, like, a quote from The Player who's just like, now if we only just get rid of the actors and writers, that's, that's such a whip-smart, like, critique of Hollywood The Player is. And, and and just to be clear, I am promoting Fist but I am also promoting you to steal it. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> we're promoting it, but please steal it. Right. Does that mean? Yeah. For fist. Yeah. F I S T. So dumb. Um, I'm trying to think other, but yeah, the writer, the writer negotiation, this is like May 1st, but everything, all the, all the percentages and numbers that the writers have brought to the studios, they, the studios have just been like, Okay, take that number and cut it in half, and you've got a deal. And then writers are just like, no. The fact that they can cut it in half and that still be more than what they're making right now is insane. Oh, yeah. Here's the numbers at the very bottom of it. So this is what the cost says at the very bottom of the... You can go to WGA.org and it'll be on there. But um, it's like WGA proposals would gain writers approximately $429 million per year. AMPTPs, that's the producer's you know, guild or whatever. Um, their union offer is approximately 86 million per year, 48% of which is from the minimums increase. And um, anyway, so yeah, 429, that's across every studio, everything. <laughs> not just, not, for, not 429 per, 429 total. It's crazy. Drop in a bucket. You know what? I also just don't understand. Like, I, I, I guess I just don't have the 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 psychology to be a billionaire. Because if I were, if I were in their position like that, like the with with the immense wealth that they've just accumulated through crushing others. Wouldn't it be like a status symbol, like a fucking brag to pay the shit out of people? Like, wouldn't yeah. wouldn't it just be like, look how balling we are? How look how flush with fucking cash that everyone, fucking everyone, is getting in on this? Like, I, I 
I think that'd be cool as hell. If you were a billionaire to do that, I think you'd be pretty cool. Uh, uh, to quote, to quote, uh, uh, Days of Confused, be pretty cool if you did. <laughs> but Rip, what's cooler, giving money to people or using it to get blood to recycle through your body? <laughs> am I? I'm sorry. Am I listening to a Jim Caviezel interview uh, <laughs> promoting Sound of Freedom? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I still can't believe that movie was number two at the box office this week, this past weekend. Number it two, went Lord. up. It's going up. Yeah, I had a. Uh, it's the only a, conservative a, movie there is, isn't it? I had a, it that's ever been made. <laughs> I, uh, I had a real fun conversation with Pam this past weekend about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what was I gonna say? I, I'm just, I'm just to when the when this weekend because this I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and dump this episode out on Friday. Hell yeah. When when this weekend box office returns comes back, number one is gonna be Sound of Freedom, of course. Number two, <laughs> it's gonna be Barbie. <laughs> Sound of Freedom is <laughs> gonna be number one. <laughs> Number number. Well, yeah, because Barbie's a communist movie. I don't know if you heard. <laughs> oh, in that case, it's gonna be number five at the box office. We're, we're, we're promoting freedom and the sounds of it. You know what freedom sounds like? It sounds like a beer opening. It sounds like a firework going off. It sounds like meat crackling on the fire. It sounds like it sounds like a, a truck that's been lifted in the front, but not the back. So you can't see over the hood. <sighs> Uh, I just had our good friend Johnny O'Mara ask if I own Fast X on Blu-ray because uh, him and Jessica are watching all the Fast movies, uh, and they just finished. Uh, oh, where did Fast he tell? <laughs> yeah, they just finished Fast Nine. I also got a text from them uh, saying uh, the physics of the sp- of the um, of the space sequence are challenging. Um, but yeah. They were asking if I had it on Blu-ray. I said I should have. I should have fucking scooped it up before uh, the strikes, but alas, <laughs> I do not. Is it? Is it out already? I. I don't think so. On Blu-ray, it might be. Right? No, it's not. No. I went on Blu-ray.com because, um, like, just looking at because I was trying to see when fucking Hypnotic was coming out, <laughs> and um, Fast X is not out. But I did pre-order. Um, Like Scream Six just came in on 4K today. Oh, nice! Um, this fucking website, man. Blu-ray.com is just smothered with ads. Like I can't even so, fucking navigate it. So, um, since it's it's a bit of a tradition here on Franchise Surprise to record an episode longer than the subject matter itself. How 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 many consecutive uh, days will we be podcasting for? Um, well, we're in the twelfth. Are we doing? Are we doing by? Uh, we're an hour three in now. So we doing, we doing sag. We doing sag numbers. So we got another week to do this. What if it's <laughs> if it's WGA numbers? We got we got uh, twelve more weeks to do yeah. this. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't think. Um, yeah, Fast Texas. Let me just look that up. It's not on Blu-ray. I don't know when it comes out on Blu-ray. August 8th. That's when it comes out. So tell them that. August 8th. They can they can rent it. Or uh, it's probably still fucking playing in the theater. 
I doubt it. It's a. <laughs> I'll just I'll just recite it to them from memory. Okay. Because it's half fast five anyway. That's actually what I'll say is like, all right, first fifteen minutes. Remember fast five that. Basically, it's the is is Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of the of the yep. fucking fast saga. That first the Lion King minutes. one and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Man, um, trying to think what other things <clears throat> from the writer stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Pay more. teachers while we're at it. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's just take on all causes. <laughs> pay teachers, pay writers. Uh <laughs> fucking cancel student debt. It dawned on me just the other day that, you know, who's who's profiting from my education more than the company that I'm working for that I'm making more money than they're paying me for? They should fucking. They should foot the bill for that shit. Mm-hmm. Let them know. They're, yeah, call them up. Damn. Pull up, pull them, Let's call them on the on the line. Actually, I will say this. <laughs> uh, I would just play the Ron Perlman clip. <laughs> the lines are open. Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that said, uh, apparently there are live. some. There are some companies out there that like will contribute to your uh, uh, student loans. So reach out to your hr department and see big ups to them yeah not a company i work for i um have i ever explained how my college got paid for no it is it is um out of all the bad luck that has happened to me in my life out of all the failures i've ever encountered in my life and it is numerous way too many to count but my college, all right, the state of Alabama had this thing called, uh, it was like Alabama College to, it was like ACT, Alabama College Tuition Act or whatever, Act, Act, I don't know, anyway, Act, Act, but uh, so basically, <laughs> you're, so say like your parents want to pay for your college, so my parents decided that, uh, to start to pay for my college when I was two years old. They paid college prices, 1990s college prices, for when I started going to college in 2007. Ooh. So my college was paid for by the time I even got to college, okay? That wow. college, uh, the price of tuition went up so much that this thing, when I was in college, fucking went bankrupt. It was only existence for, like, it was, like, brand new whenever I... Got a, got onto it when I was two years old, and by the time they were bankrupt, by the time I got to college, that's how fucking fast. Because they were like, "Oh wait, tuition rose so much that we can't use we can't use this 1990 money to pay for that 2007 college." Well, we I guess we go bankrupt. <laughs> anyway, that's how my college is paid for, and I'm fucking I fucking squeaked out the last fucking minute, and I am eternally grateful for my parents for doing that because they had the foresight to think, oh, they didn't even think they're like, oh yeah, they probably didn't even know tuition would 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 skyrocket yeah. that high. You know Go what I mean? So high, I am. Yeah, they were just like, anyway. oh, this is this is a good this is a good thing to do for yeah. our kid. Yeah, my uh, in Florida they had Florida prepaid, which was a very similar program, and then. Mm-hmm. They had um, Florida Bright Futures, which uh, any student in the state of Florida uh, with like a, a 4.0 GPA uh, got 100% of their tuition covered to any Florida public university. 
Uh, and even if you were like 3.75 GPA, you got 75% of your, mm. uh, tuition covered. Um, and that was all paid for with lotto money. Yeah, I don't this know was... if they still do it anymore. Cause, uh, you know, Florida and education are kind of like, uh, oil and, and, um, olive oil. I don't know. Is that, does that work? I have a Florida education. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah, um, yeah, mine was just state schools because I remember like wanting to go to a private school. My mom's like, Mm-mm, "Can't do that. Sorry, you got to go to a public that's one." The reason I ended up going to out, University yeah. of Florida, yeah, because otherwise I would have probably tried to go to University of Miami, and I don't even know what the fuck I would have done there. See, I would have tried to go to like film school. That's what I wanted to do if I had known that I was because I didn't get into film until i was in college like Mm. the way that i got into film you know for the rest of my life but yeah coming out of high school i was actually i was a journalism major uh when i started college so i actually probably would have tried to gone like probably would have tried to gone somewhere out of state to be perfectly honest but if i had Mm -hmm. to stay in the state yeah i was gonna try and like go to um or something you've been uh rubbing elbows with uh Hobbs himself. But had I had known I wanted to get into like production, I from the start, I probably would have gone to full sale and ended up still owing even more money than I own. Oh, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I know a guy who did full sale and he's yeah, yeah, still paying. <laughs> um, so what we learned from this episode, um give give the actors what dancers and singers what they want. Um, give the writers, the writers. They, get the writers what they want. I was just, I was lumping the two groups separately. You I know. got you. I got you. I'll Pay say even this. I'll say even this. You know, it's not even giving them what they want. It's honestly what they it's deserve. A, it's they 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 they've worked. They're working their asses off. And for you, you're stunting. You you <laughs> look how well. What's a better signifier of wealth? Then how lavishly all of your employees are able to live. That's right, everybody. The audience for this episode was not you, noble listener. It was <laughs> David Zaslov and Bob Iger. They're the two. <laughs> audience of two. FBI guys. Scream it right into the ears. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you got to have right into their the AirPods. <laughs> Play this on the loudspeakers at Walt Disney World. <laughs> well, all right. If that's the case, we got some theme park talking to do. <laughs> real quick, real quick. Uh, this is not uh, before before Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning this weekend. They played commercials for Disneyland and Walt Disney World, and I was just like, I "Fucking love movies!" Like it just it filled me with so much joy. It was crazy. <laughs> movies are great. The spirit, the spirit of Tom Cruise filled your body, and you uh, said, "I love the movies." Can can I can I ask you a question? Because uh, this it's been alluded to uh, that we we may do the Mission Impossible series in the future. Um, as someone who hasn't seen a single Missions Impossible, uh, uh, should I make the attempt to catch up and watch this one in theaters, or should I save it all and catch the next one in theaters? This this one was not the best one. I rank it uh, in my rankings is number three. Okay. So oh, my ranking, yeah, it, it was good. Um, here's the thing about the Chris, uh, the McHugh ones, the Christopher McQuarrie mo- mo- movies. 
they fucking got great stories and great action. Like he fucking took that goddamn just did that sauce. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know if y'all know his story, but he wrote Usual Suspects, and it was like lauded as like one of the best screenplays ever. And then it like did well. It was a, I mean, I, I saw it once, and I think I was on my phone most of the time. I was in college. I was stupid, and um, I need to rewatch Usual Suspects. But then he tried to direct a movie called The Way of the Gun, and it was like, from what I understand, it's like a, it's like a Tarantino copy or whatever. Um, and then it like did not do well and he was thrown in director of jail and he like moved to the Pacific Northwest and it was like sold insurance or something. And like, he had like a day job and then he, I think he wrote Valkyrie and then Tom Cruise was like, Oh, that's a good script. I'll star in that. And then Valkyrie did pretty all right. And then Tom Cruise is like, all right, McCory, I like you a lot. You want to direct Jack Reacher? And then Corey was like, yeah, I'll direct Jack Reacher. And then that did well. And then he was like, I hey, you want six wanna... apple boxes on me? I could direct Jack Reacher. Yeah. He's like, do you want to uh, make the next Mission Impossible? Yeah. It's like, and then that came out yeah. and it was like fucking, you know, positive the... Rotten Tomatoes made a lot of money. He's like, oh, we want to keep and They've been doing it ever since. He's the the cruise whisperer. Yeah. Uh, but um... I see that's that's a different. Uh, story, origin story for him than I heard. I heard that. He uh, walked into Tom Cruise's office oh. and uh, went on his whiteboard uh-huh. and uh, wrote McG, but then turned the G upside down and it said McHugh. I didn't know that's how G's worked. <laughs> it, well, he had to do like some fudging with it. That's why I was on white. He brought in his own whiteboard. And so he like fudged with it a little bit. Uh-huh. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to connect this right here. And then I'm going to pull this. But you get what I'm going for. Because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a big action. And then Tom Cruise <laughs> is like, yeah, no, no, no. I get it. He's like, he, but he's a hack. I get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then and then and then they wheeled in the frozen corpse of Walt Disney. And he took that G and he turned it backwards. And he said, that's a D. The D. Um, <laughs> were y'all as confused as I was as a kid? Yes. Yes. And honestly, you sang it is filling me with like such regret that I've never said anything about it sooner in my life. But this is, it's a thought that I've had for 36 fucking years. Like that shit. It's it's a backwards G. That's all that D is. It turns out Walt Disney's dad was like, uh, just wrote it and like, never like they never heard his dad say his last name. (laughs) And it turns out his name is Walt Gisney. Um, his dad just didn't know how to write g's (laughs) chicago's own walt gisney um real quick while i'm thinking about it that's all this this tell us episode real quick um when we were the disneyland rip did you see the dude cosplaying as walt disney while we were there No, I know either Sarah Jean or I think it might have been Regina was just like, who the fuck is that guy over there? And it was just it was just a a guy was like, (laughs) he rode the tram ride and he rode the tram from the parking lot to everything. The ghost, I guess he I guess he just really likes people movers. But anyway, um, well, Walt famously loves trains. Yeah, I know. 
Uh, <laughs> the Woodway People Mover. But what was I going to say? Uh, that guy, he he bought that VHS, lots and lots of trains that Walt Disney. <laughs> but I just remember like watching this guy. He was cosplaying as Walt Disney at Disneyland, and I was like, oh, I wouldn't think, oh, this is magical. I'm like, oh, kind of weird. And then yeah. like, <laughs> it is uh, strange to to cosplay Disney himself. I feel yeah. like, <laughs> uh, but then you're not allowed to come dressed as a character, so I guess that's kind of a loophole. Yeah, he was like, but it was a it was a younger dude, like it's like young Walt Disney, like yeah, <laughs> like like forties, you know, yeah, <laughs> going down to South America to convince you know the South Americans <laughs> to be on America's side, not the Nazi side. Uh, that Walt Disney, but uh, what was he gonna say? But he was like, he was caught. He was like fucking pretending to be walt disney he was sitting like, around sketching mickey <laughs> i don't think he was doing that but like this this is what i'm trying to get at. a like so there's like the fire truck that walt disney used to drive at disneyland that drove by and this guy i heard him say it. he said oh yeah that was my favorite i'm like no dude <laughs> no. like are you auditioning for a role that doesn't exist that guy <laughs> makes me more nervous than a guy dressing like the Joker to go see Joker. Yeah. <laughs> like, not by much, but I'm definitely <laughs> keeping an eye on that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I saw him throughout the day, and I was I was watching him every time I saw him. I'm like, what's this fucking dude doing now? <laughs> now, I will say, there is a guy on TikTok who uh, kind of looks like Walt Disney, older. And he cosplays as him, but he's himself. He's just like, hey, hey everybody, you know, I'm here, you know, dress as Walt Disney. He's I'm not me. embodying yeah. a character. I'm yeah. not doing a fucking character. That's <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, uh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to rank my Mission Impossibles, but I'm not uh, going to. I think yeah, we'll have time it. for that. Yeah. Yeah. The new one definitely is my third favorite. Fallout's the best one. Ghost Protocol is uh, great. Anyway. The. The last thing I was going to say about the strike was um, it was funny just seeing the difference uh, between uh, writers striking and actors striking for like when the writers first started their strike. It was very much um, uh, like you would see like on Twitter, a lot of old friends like they hadn't seen each other in a long time. Like, oh, my God. Oh, how have you been? Yeah, you've been working on this thing. Oh, it's so great. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love this. But also like. All the the good writers wrote all the good signs like early, and so like yeah, <laughs> right. Any writers that got there late were like having to write like use signs that they didn't write, and we're like, oh, <laughs> this is fine, I guess. Uh, and then like the first day that SAG AFTRA went to go strike with WGA, like there's people in like full Mandalorian cosplay, <laughs> like the full on speakers and everything. It's like okay, the actors are here. Yeah. <laughs> I love that there's a uh, like there's a thing that came out. I don't know if it's video of the day or whatever talking about like cosplayers. Like, can I still cosplay? They're like, yep, that's scabbing. You can cosplay, but don't do a fucking movie character. You can, you know, be a video game character. Anyway, weird, weird times, everybody. That's what we're in. And um, yeah, I support the strikers. Uh, that's all I can say. And we're going to go on hiatus to prevent promotion of that since usually what we do is we watch all the movies leading up to the new one coming out and i feel like right. that's a you know form of promotion but it's all you know anyway i don't know where i'm getting at it's <laughs> anyway we're gonna we're gonna take a break 
but we'll stay subscribed because when this is over, we're going to do Fast X finally. (laughs) 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 Maybe it'll maybe it'll be on Blu-ray by then. Yeah, Uh, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm just picturing uh, Bob Iger like ripping at his earbuds and going, Zaslav, you believe this shit? Last week they said they were going to cover Fast X. Now they're just talking about us and he's shitting on us. Zazla's like, I know. Yeah, did he was also- really waiting for that Fast X episode. He's like, did you also know I made $500 million in the past five years? <laughs> anyway. um, Anyway. Any, any thoughts before we go? No. We, uh, we're a labor household uh, over <laughs> yeah. here. I mean, look. Uh, this many people from uh, you know in Chicago on a actually no here's the fucking last thought uh, uh, fucking Fran Drescher holy shit <laughs> gorgeous absolutely gorgeous <laughs> holy fuck so come back next week where we on Patreon where we start our nanny rewatch <laughs> um, oh, I will be there I will be there uh when did she become SAG president? I thought it was Matthew Modine. Did Matthew Modine like not run for she, re-election? Or did it was he... pretty recently. It was like this within the last year or something. Yeah, because I remember like they were talking about Fran Drescher. And I was like, what happened to Matthew Modine? Anyway, I just like seeing Matthew Modine. Great actor. I like Matthew Modine. Um, all right. Well, um, follow uh Peyton on Instagram and Twitter and threads, I guess now. Mm-hmm. As Peyton A little Cody bit. Lynch. A little bit. Um, I'm on threads. You can follow me on there, but but please don't because I don't post anything. I'm just I'm just there <laughs> to lurk. Uh, you can follow Rip Cammy, who's really close to the screen right now. He's Rich Cammy on all socials, <laughs> and um, he's got shows coming up. Um, at CSEChicago.com. What else am I not promoting? Queer movie night. Listen to that. Is that it? I think so. Rich, what are you looking at? My, I'm finding a quote for the end of the, the show. Oh, I should be <laughs> vamping right now instead of him <laughs> finding a quote. Oh, I got one. I got one. I got one. All right. Um, did I miss any promotions? Did I miss? Follow us on Letterboxd to see what we're watching, I guess. Sure, yeah. Oh, do that. I'm so behind on Letterboxd. Oh, you need to update you your stuff, catch bud. Up. Uh, what was I going to say? I was going to bring something else up. I forgot what it was, but I forget. Anyway, um, stay subscribed. Uh, we'll be back when the strike's over. Rip, you have a quote? Take us out on. I like your offer as much as you like an angry female lead. That's uh, <laughs> that, that was one of the uh, WGA signs. Very nice. <laughs> Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.